What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lamesville USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I am feeling like a little bit of an idiot today. Um, if you go back a couple of episodes, uh, season three, episode seven, which was published on March 12th, 2023, I was talking about the definition of reloading. There was a question that came up. Um, if there's a mandatory reload in a stage, can you take the magazine out of the gun and then load it right back in? And that is considered your reload. And according to the USPSA rulebook, it is not. You you can't do that. However, at some point in that episode, I mentioned for whatever reason you would want to do this, that if you drop a magazine to the ground and then pick it back up, you can't put it back in the gun. That's not considered a new source of ammunition. Uh, excuse me if I'm a little stuffed up. I'm currently getting over a cold. No, it's not COVID. Trust me. So a member of the Discord server, uh, Lamesville USPSA Discord server, uh, actually called me out on that comment a couple of days ago. And reminded me that if you look at the last sentence of the term reloading in the USPSA um, competition rules under the glossary, it actually says, for the purposes of this definition, a magazine slash speed loading device retrieved from the range floor is considered a new source of ammunition. So I miss that. Don't know how I missed that. Uh, seeing in that episode, I was literally reading right from that exact same definition. Um, so thank you to the member of the Discord server that pointed that out. Um, he uh, he did actually come up with another scenario that I will leave uh, you guys with at the end of this episode. So. If you want something, some sort of trivia to kind of mull over, why don't you uh, why don't you stick around through the through the meeting minutes and hear that one? So, speaking of meeting minutes, we've got some new ones from March twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty three, and the minutes start off with a special note. The board wishes former Area 3 Director Kevin Collins the best with his recovery. Thank you to Walt Coltrane and Colin Maxim for their actions in saving Kevin's life. I have not heard what happened there. Um, however, anytime you hear of one or more people saving a person's life. Um, that is, that is something that I, um, take very seriously. Um, you know, my, my father was a paramedic for a good number of years and it's just, it's one of those things. Like I said, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know whether it was a heart attack or a car accident or an issue on the range. I don't know. Um, but, I do 
very strongly feel that everybody should know at least basic first aid and CPR. Um, I actually just renewed my uh, my first aid and CPR certification uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um, best of luck to Kevin Collins in uh, in his recovery with whatever happened, and to Walt Coltrane and Colin Maxim. My hats off to you guys. So, on a better note, <clears throat> we have attendance. So it looks like everybody was in attendance with the uh, exception of Rick Brotzel. He ended up joining late, but that was with notice. Uh, President Yimin Lin calls the meeting to order at 7.08 Eastern Standard Time, or 19.08, for you uh, 24-hour people like myself. Uh, motion to approve agenda as proposed. Uh, says Frank to amend the agenda, add a discussion about committee assignments. Uh, that is a motion by Area 7 Frank Rizzi, seconded by Area 6 Bruce Wells, and that motion passes at 1913. Uh, there's then a motion to approve the new meeting minutes approval process, which I will get into in just a second. Uh, at uh, 1923, that is motion by Area 2. Layton, I will not, again, try to butcher his last name. Uh, seconded by Area 6, Bruce Wells. Passed unanimously at 1926. So, here's the new minutes approval process. 24 hours from the meeting... There will be a draft of the minutes provided to the board members. From there, the board has 24 hours to approve. Now, it, it says here negative consent. What I'm going to take that to mean is the same thing as if an RO asks a shooter on the range, are you ready? And the shooter doesn't, doesn't say or do anything. That is okay. They're ready. So negative consent. I could be wrong on this, but that reads to me like if a board member doesn't say, hey, something needs to be changed here, they just ignore it and don't say anything, then they automatically give their approval. Uh, and then the minutes will be released mid-Friday with or without podcast. Podcast is optional. Uh, and it'll be in the downrange newsletter and announcements on the website. So basically, they normally have their meetings on, I believe, Tuesday nights. Um, this one is March 28th. So yeah, it's usually Tuesday nights. So by that Friday, mid-Friday, the minutes should be out. And in my personal opinion... That is huge. Um, now, I, I I know there's been a couple of times where we've been waiting weeks for the meeting minutes to come out, and it's there's no reason for it. There's really not. Um, so yeah, and and the fact that the board passed this unanimously makes me very happy. They they want to get the information out to the membership. Um, you know, it's like, like Frank Rosie and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago, 
you know, there's, there's, they're, they're not, they're not trying to hide anything and they don't want to try to hide anything. So the faster they get the meeting minutes out to the membership, the better it is. Um, so yeah, that, that right there makes me happy. So next topic on the agenda at 1917 hours is from the DME Jake Martens. Uh, limited Optics Implementation Roadmap Update. So there was a review of Appendix D9, Limited Optics Division Provisional, a discussion of major and minor scoring versus minor scoring only. There was a discussion of proposed high hit factors for limited optics, discussion of USPSA press release regarding limited optics, and discussion of USPSA club management. A motion to approve the three documents presented by Jake Martins at 2023 20, hours. Motion by Area 8, Ted Murphy. Seconded by Area 4, Mel Rodero. And at 2024, 20, motion was passed unanimously. Uh, at this point, they decided to take a break at 2025 20, hours. And President Yeeman Lin called the meeting back to order at 2043. So they took about a 20-minute break. Uh, Managing Director Donna Webb had a presentation at that time. Uh, Updates on office and staff. Presentation of budget. Presentation of a fundraising idea. And budget discussion. At 2254, uh, or 1054, PM. Uh, Yeeman Lin steps out. Vice President Ted Murphy is now the chair of the meeting. And the budget discussion continues. At 11.29 PM, or 23.29, President Yeeman Lin returns to chair the meeting. There is a motion to table the budget discussion until March 31st. Uh, that motion was by Area 1 Bruce Gary, seconded by Area 6 Bruce Wells, and passed unanimously at 2340. Uh, there was then a Rules Committee report from the DNROI Troy McManus, and they reviewed multi-gun modified slash appendix. A motion to approve all the rules updates at 2345 by Area 3 Scott Arnberg, seconded by Area 5 Rick Steele, passed unanimously. Area 7, Frank Rizzi, requested to have a member join the Finance Committee. Does not say who that member is. Uh, Area 8, Ted Murphy, will review the qualifications of this member prior to having the board consider this. Uh, There is a motion to add Jake Martens to the Fee Structure Committee and to add Todd Jarrett to the USPSA Historical Committee at 2354. Uh, this motion was by Area 2 Layton, not going to try to butcher his last name, seconded by Area 6 Bruce Wells and passed unanimously. Uh, there's a motion by Area 5 Rick Steele to add Aaron Hayes and Max Leo Grandis to the Multigun Committee at midnight. Uh, that was seconded by Area 1 Bruce Gary, passed unanimously. And then there is a motion by Area 8 Ted Murphy to table the remaining agenda items uh, to the next monthly meeting 
at uh, one minute past midnight, seconded by Area 7 Frank Rizzi, passed unanimously. And then the motion to recess by Bruce Wells until March 31st at 1900. Uh, this motion was seconded by Area 8 Ted Murphy and passed unanimously at 12.03 a.m. Whew. All right. So now we go to March 31st. Looks like everyone is present with the exception of Troy McManus and Rick Bratzel. They are both absent with notice. Meeting is called to order at 1907 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, motion to dispense with the reading of the minutes at 1909 by Area 3 Scott Armberg, seconded by Area 2 Mr. Layton, passed unanimously. Uh, managing director is happy to report that on this day, the membership passed 38,000 members and is growing by over an average of one of 900 members per month. That is very good growth. Uh, there is some discussion on the proposed 2023 budget. Uh, discussed creating an implementation process and financial controls to keep spending in line with the budget. Well, yeah. Uh, January and February profit and loss statements were requested, but not available. Why would you not have them available? Uh, managing director replied that the office was focused on the required 2023 independent audit and would provide the P&L by the next meeting. Interesting. Uh, at this point, the DME, Jake Martens, leaves the meeting. There is a motion by Area 6 Bruce Wells to approve the fiscal year 2023 budget as presented by the managing director, Donna Webb. This was seconded by Ted Murphy. Roll call vote. All voting in favor to approve the budget with the exception of Area 3 Scott Armberg and Area 7 Frank Rizzi. If you go back to the last episode of the podcast, Frank said he's kind of concerned with the finances of USPSA. So, Clearly, he's either still concerned or he still doesn't have a firm grasp on what's going on yet. And that vote kind of proves that. Uh, the motion is carried at 1959 hours. There is discussion of moving the budget deadline from March 31st of the budget year to December 31st of the previous year. Board of Directors affirms that the Managing Director has the authority over financial controls and controlling spending. The next meeting to be held on April 18th at 1900 hours. Area 2, Mr. Layton, requested that the Managing Director, Donna Webb, establish a document that outlines the responsibilities and duties of the President to have available prior to May 1st the next presidential election petition submission due date. Say that three times fast. Uh, let's see. Uh, motion to waive Article 10.2 uh, 
at 2046. Now, if you go back, this was another thing that um, that Frank Wizzy was talking about yeah, when we did our uh, our interview with him is Article 10.2 of the bylaws regarding confidentiality. If you remember the in-person meeting, or was it the in-person meeting or the next meeting after that? But one of the meetings where the, uh, yes, it was the next meeting. I think it was the February meeting uh, where they were, you know, finally going to vote on whether limited optics limited optics would become a provisional division or not 10.2 was waived that way all of the area directors and the president could immediately discuss what happened at the meeting and if you remember the very next morning after that meeting Yimin Lin was on his personal Instagram with a video talking about what happened in the meeting and that limited optics was going to be a provisional division starting May 1st. So this is this is what's going on here again is Area 3 Scott Arnberg wants to waive 10.2 so that they can take what was discussed in this meeting and immediately disseminate it out to the membership. This motion was seconded by Area 7 Frank Rizzi. On the roll call vote, it does not have a vote for Yu Min Lin, which is weird. But it doesn't say that he abstained either. So maybe that's a. Uh, let me just scroll down through 10 2 here. Okay, so it doesn't say that he can't vote, but anyway. Uh, so Area 1, Area 2, Area 4, Area 6, and Area 8 all voted against waiving Article 10.2. Area 3, Area 5, and Area 7 all voted in favor of waiving 10.2. So... Five to three, the motion ends up failing at 2046 hours. There is then a motion to adjourn the meeting a minute later at 2047 by Area 6 Bruce Wells, seconded by Area 5 Rick Steele, and motion is passed unanimously at 2047 hours. So, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. They... Uh, Apparently, a lot of the board members didn't feel that there was, um, you know, any crucial stuff that that really needed to be um, needed to be put out to the membership as soon as possible. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. So that is it for the minutes of the March twenty eighth and March thirty first. Um, sort of two-part meeting. Uh, as always, these meeting minutes can be found on the USPSA website, uspsa.org, under the Member Resources tab when you're signed in. 
to the left under the rules and regulations header. It is under BOD minutes. And you can look at all of the minutes going, well, not necessarily all of them, but a lot of minutes going all the way back to uh, 1984, as a matter of fact. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the fact that they're going to be trying to get the minutes out sooner now um, without making the membership wait. I think that will do a lot of good um, as far as hopefully getting some transparency in the in the organization and uh, get all the Monday morning quarterbacks to stop bitching. So that is going to do it for this particular episode of the Lamso USPSA podcast. And if you have stuck around this long, here is a little nugget of trivia for you to mull over for the next couple of weeks regarding the official definition of a reload. So it states that a magazine or a loading device retrieved from the range floor is considered a new source of ammunition. But what if you're shooting a stage where it's a table start and the shooting position is standing behind the table and you drop the magazine out of the gun and it lands on the table. Is that table now considered the range floor? Think about that one. But until then, shoot safe. Mm-hmm.